Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Kyler. Welcome to the Teens Age podcast where we talk about our opinions and interests. Welcome to episode 21, where we're going to be talking about mental health. I think everyone has been kind of dealing with mental health in a new way since COVID started. Um, Because, you know, when you're sitting at home alone, there's not a lot of ways to escape, you know, dealing with your mental stuff. And it's just like a lot more present. Like, I feel like there's a lot more time to think about things. And yeah. Yeah. So what have you been doing to ward off <laughs> thinking about things too much or whatever? Ward off thinking about things too much. I mean, I'm the queen of overthinking <laughs> things. So, <laughs> but, um, I mean, just trying to keep everything as normal as possible, I think, and has really helped me, like, you know, making sure I have a schedule, making sure I have social interactions with people at least once a week um and then getting outside has been really helpful um I mean it gets harder and harder as we get closer and closer to winter because (laughs) it rains a lot here and so you don't want to be outside but you know making sure I'm outside making sure I'm exercising all really helps to make sure um because exercise I kind of Exercise is kind of what keeps my life normal and makes sure I don't go into any, like, crazy mood swings. And, yeah, so if I don't exercise, things go downhill from there. It's really, really not good. And when things start to go downhill, (laughs) I just start laying around and not being productive. So exercise is key for me. (laughs) Yeah, I... To exaggerate, I have never exercised ever in my entire life. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, like, I admire the consistency with which you do this because, like, I cannot at all keep with a schedule. Like, I've, I am the master of planning and then not executing. Um, so <laughs> I'll just, like, I'll make entire plans for, like, how I want to spend the year by the hour, and then, like, I'll just go lay on the couch and watch uh, three movies in a day. So, (laughs) it's really, uh, I do need a schedule to stay sane. It's, like, one of the recent things is I've been having a schedule where I've been sleeping in until, like, 12 recently, and then, um... Like, it's been happening for the past, like, few months, and that's been fine. And then my body suddenly, like, the other day was like, hey, you can't do this anymore. So now uh, I'm waking up at normal human times and going to bed at normal human times. really? Yeah, I know. I got up at nine this morning. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Jeez. I know. Yeah. So I'm trying to, like, do normal human getting up and going to sleep times and schedule stuff. Um And definitely, I think, having different stuff to do day to day. Like, I have basically every day I have to do something with human beings um, so I can stay sane. Uh, And then, like, I have different stuff every day. So, like, I know what day of the week it is by which calls I have. Like, it's definitely Monday because I have my call with Kyler. And um, 
Yes. Yeah, so it's like it's important to me also to have a schedule, but like in different ways. Uh, and like I said, I don't exercise basically. Um, I am the couch potato uh, of my dreams, but uh, I do uh, yoga with my parents almost every night now. Um, okay, and yeah, that's kind of gets yeah, me. Kind of <laughs> it's physical activity, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's just been really soothing uh, before bed and stuff. And, you know, I have four flights of stairs, so I also do that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's not been the center of my life so much as, like, sleeping and calls with people and all that jazz. Um and I've been trying to come up with, like, a regular way of doing exercise, but, like, all of my exercise is stuff with people. So, like, ice skating and rock climbing and everything is, like, all of those things are indoor things with a bunch of other people. And, yeah. So, I haven't been able to keep up my exercise regiment recently. But, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yoga's still good. Yeah. Yeah. But I do agree that, like, a regular schedule has been vital for my brain. <laughs> yeah, definitely. is a very helpful thing. In general, how is your mental health before COVID? Or, like, how have you been dealing with your mental health as you enter the dreaded teenager stage of your life? Um, uh, I mean, I haven't had... Like, I feel like my mental health is very consistently pretty decent. Um, I'm fortunate that I haven't had a ton of issues with it. Um, I mean, you know, there are issues sometimes. I would say the worst is when I go through an injury because that means I usually can't exercise as much. Um, it means I can't swim, which is my main social interaction. So it takes away like two key parts of my routine and just kind of takes them away from me. Not to mention, I'm stuck, usually not moving. So um, those are usually the worst times for me. They don't happen, I mean, they don't happen super often. I try and make sure they happen. But, I, I mean, I try and make sure they don't happen often. But, you know, sometimes my training, like, if I'm not taking care of my body in the right way, things I get injured and I have to take time off yeah yeah so that's usually when it gets bad for me yeah it's definitely interesting like how the your physical health can really impact your mental health yeah yeah oh speaking of with the new Governor Inslee thing are you not swimming right now or I don't know how we got out of it but I'm swimming I oh like, there were literally five rules and if any one of those five rules got like ruled the wrong way I would not be swimming and somehow like all five of them ruled the right way dang okay so I don't know um it is said that the rule will be the rulings of where we fall in those categories will be overturned if cases do not go down okay so I am safe for at least a week, probably. <laughs> so. Fair enough. That's yeah. good. Uh, yeah, very happy about that, to say the least. For Were sure. you affected by that at all, or? 
Oh, the closing? Um, yeah. Not really. I do think that it's smart since everyone seems to be unable to sit down for like 30 seconds. <laughs> God. Yeah. But uh, yes, uh, it hasn't super affected me uh, other than making me feel like this is going to last forever. Um, Which is not the best. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, we're planning out to March, and March is when this started, so it just makes me feel like this is uh, an infinite time loop in which we are stuck. And yeah. That's, yeah. But Pretty I think, um, I, yeah. So, mental health-wise, <laughs> since we're talking about that, it's probably not the best thing that could have ever happened to me, but uh, otherwise I think I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, as a social creature, you've been looking forward to the days when we can yes. meet back in person. <sighs> okay, so so I go through phases of, like, not doing much to doing everything. And so right. um, when I'm in the phase of I need to do everything, I don't take breaks <laughs> from yeah. doing schoolwork. So I literally wake up, schoolwork, schoolwork, podcast work, all of my, like, worky stuff but it's always kind of fun for me to some extent and then I do something and then I come home and I do more of it like have you had this issue and like does it affect you negatively positively like I have the guilty curse is what my mom calls it so we're like I cannot sit down and watch shows or play video games if I know and not feel guilty about it if I know there's stuff that I could be doing that is productive oh for sure yeah uh, I've definitely dealt with that um, a lot more when I was in, like, the public education system. But definitely, um, I have dealt with, I'm very much uh, a sporadic energy person. So I'll be, like, very, very energized. Like, this morning, I got up and I was like, it's time to shower and clean my room and everything. And I was like, ah, oh, God, I have to get on my call. And Wait, did um, you clean your room? Yes, yeah, that was what I was doing. Sorry, I just texted you that before we got on. Was oh, I was I, just, I was cleaning my room. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just um. <laughs> yeah, no, because like I have had a really long lazy period where I felt pretty bad, um, mostly because of the sleeping thing. I think like my body was just like nope. So uh, I was just like not keeping up with my room and with my emails and whatever. Uh, like it's. My mom calls it a broken window, and it usually is, like, cyclical, where, like, if I'm feeling bad, then my room looks terrible. If my room looks terrible, then I'm usually feeling bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah. Noted. It's, it's a little, yeah. Both causation and correlation. Uh, but, yeah. So, I there's, there's times when I'll just, like, lay around for a long time, and then there's times when I'll just spend the next 24 hours, uh, you know working as hard as I can as much as I can um and you're right like I don't take breaks during that time so by the end of it I usually just end up like laying on the couch for (laughs) the next few hours um but and I definitely also have the guilty curse uh where I'll just like when I know that I should be or could be doing a different thing like when I'm just like recovering from getting something done I'll be like ooh, I should be doing you know any number of things I should be reading this book I should be um editing for the podcast I should be yeah like Mm -hmm. prepping for 
a bunch of other stuff. Uh, so I think it's definitely been a negative in a lot of ways because like, I would really like to be able to schedule out and actually put effort in when I want to, but instead I just have random energy spurts. So that's kind of negative, but I don't know what I can do about it really. Yeah. I don't know. Always have you been struggle. doing anything? To deal with that? Yeah, um, with kind of like intermittent uh, motivation. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to think. Um, definitely like making sure or trying to make sure that I take some time for myself. So I have more of, it's not so much as like in a 24 hour time span, I'll have spurts of stuff it'll be like month-long time spans or longer so it'll be like currently I've been in I've been busy with stuff and I've been in like a I'm not really in the mood to play video games I'm kind of getting over that so like I just work 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 and I don't take breaks because I'm busy and because I homeschool there's not really an end to my work (laughs) Right. So it's kind of a self-imposed problem. <laughs> it's like, I feel guilty because I have stuff to do, but I want to take a break, but I see the stuff I should could be doing, so I do that instead. And then I get right. tired. But I feel like I have to continue work, so it's like this just cycle of stuff. Um, something that has been, I guess, kind of helping me is social calls weirdly enough um (laughs) like because there's something i feel obligated to do right but they're not necessarily tasks so i guess it's kind of like taking time for myself yeah but at the same time like it's also like doing a duty to an extent yeah so it that has been helping me balance out work to so I don't get so exhausted to the point where there's going to be a week coming up where I'm just like not doing anything laying on the couch (laughs) yeah the minute I start not being productive is productivity is kind of a measure of how like good I feel like mentally so if I feel like I'm not getting anything done I will think I've had a bad day so it's kind of just like if I'm sitting on the couch doing nothing, I'm going to feel bad. Right, yeah. That's the same with me. Like, I, I will be lazy for, like, you know, days at a time. And then, like, just feel like I've gotten... When I don't get anything done in a day, I'll just feel awful. Like, even if I just do, like, you know, editing for the podcast is one thing. Or, like, all practice like a ukulele strum and that'll be like my entire day's worth of productivity (laughs) but like I'll feel better after I do something yeah but sometimes you don't want to do it so it's forcing yourself to do those things right exactly yeah but yeah weirdly social calls have been like helping me I don't have any idea why but (laughs) you know (laughs) the introvert no no how could this happen to me social calls how dare they (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah for sure do you have anything else you want to say on injuries and mental health like injuries and mental health 
Um, because you were talking, yeah. I was listening to the Isabella episode, and you were uh-huh. talking about uh, her injuries. Um, not yeah, existent. so um. <laughs> her non-existent injuries, the lucky, lucky duck. Um, but yeah, so I was, but when I we were talking about that, I was going to go into injuries and mental health because it's something that, like, I've definitely struggled with. Mm. Um, and I mean, it's hard to deal with sometimes because, you know, you're not doing like swimming is very much a defining factor of who I am um a lot of people refer like you know if you were going to describe me you would probably go with something along the lines of tall yeah a swimmer surfer dude vibes a swimmer (laughs) surfer dude yeah um it's either surfer dude or motorcyclist dude one of the two the hair the hair it's the hair it depends. If it's based off of the hair, it's motorcyclist. If it's based off of hair and personality, it's surfer dude. Yeah. You do have surfer dude vibes. Yeah. So, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, so uh, summer is a defining part of my personality. Yes. Or not my personality, yeah. but it's a defining part of who I am. And so getting that taken away is like, well, if I'm not a swimmer, what am I? And so then you have to deal with that. So it helps to have other hobbies. So reading other things like that um but you know if it's hard because like I told you if I don't exercise I go into the state of not wanting to do anything but if I don't do to get over an injury you usually have to be actively coping with it and Mm. so it's this balance of I don't want to do anything because I'm not exercising but I need to be cope like doing things to be proactive about my injury right and so it's this forcing myself to do things even when I don't want to. So it's like, you know, I recently got my wisdom teeth pulled and that was definitely a downhill because another thing is eating and how much I'm eating and what I'm eating also greatly affects my mental health. And so sure. I couldn't eat what I was normally eating. I had recently gone through surgery, so I was in pain and I couldn't exercise so those three things all kind of led to a downhill slump. And sometimes when I feel bad, I don't feel like eating. And so then it just, you know, becomes this. Because I could only eat soups. And sometimes soups get very annoying after you <laughs> for two days in a row for every meal. So that was definitely a down point. And so it's, you know trying to find stuff that you can do right. and forcing yourself to do it. Yeah. That was probably a lot of gibberish, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it, yeah. No, yeah. I think just forcing yourself to do things for the betterment of your future self is, like, an entire thing I have to put a lot of energy into. Yeah. It's a lot of effort to force yourself to do things. Yeah. Your bed is much cozier and comfier. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of um, theories about how to, you know, get yourself to do things. And one of the ones I like the best is, like, um, thinking of your future self as a different person. So, like, doing the stuff you're doing right now for somebody else mm-hmm. so that they'll be happy later, which seems nice. But... Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you like to please other people, so. 
yeah. Speaking of pleasing other people, how did you experience, like, the switch from the public education system to homeschooling as far as mental health? Uh, it was down to up is really what it was. So I was not very happy when I was, I was exhausted and I wasn't happy when I was in the public education system and I would come home and I would be in a bad mood and that affected everybody else in my family. And so it was really, really a bad system to have. Um, because I mean, I'd be annoyed with people because, you know, I need to recharge. And so I'd come home and through no fault of anybody else in my family, I'd be like mad because there were other people around me and I just <laughs> yeah. couldn't deal with it. And so homeschooling, I mean, has given me a lot more freedom. So, you know, I get to pick what I want to do. I don't have to sit through boring classes. I don't have to be around people quite as much, um, especially people that annoy me as much. So it was a big, probably uphill in my mental health because, I mean, you have a lot more time. So you can do what you want when you want. Your sleep schedule improves and you don't have to be like, you can keep the things that are a base for your mental health in check more. Mm -hmm. I feel like, so, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I don't have to do schoolwork. There exactly. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. Like, yeah, I can exercise. I can read. I can take the day off. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. stopping me from doing that. So that's been yeah. really great for me. What about you? Uh, yeah. No, I totally agree. I think uh, I was also feeling pretty exhausted end of day, pretty much every day after school. Um, and it was just like. It took everything out of me, like, as far as social stuff, and I just felt like I didn't have enough time to do the things I actually wanted to do, because school, a lot of the time, was just kind of a social filter for me, Um, and then I wanted to do a bunch of other things, and I wanted to do, like, clubs, and to uh, do internships, and uh, the like, and I just would come home feeling exhausted, I would, like, you know, I would sit down and cry for a bit, and just be, like, in my feelings, and not be able to do the stuff I wanted to do, um, as far as that goes. And I think definitely being able to take days off without consequences. Like, I feel like the public school system very much does not, um, it does not encourage days off, mental health days and the like, because it'll just, like, you know, if you take a day off, then you have all this extra schoolwork to do. And they'll be like, oh, you should really take a break. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Because people are like, well, if you're taking a mental health day, you should definitely be doing your homework. And I'm like, that's not the point <laughs> of a mental yeah. health day, right? Um, and I just think it's not very conducive for, you know, uh, improving habits and stuff. Like, like you said, I think my sleep schedule, while it was lopsided, was still better than... Um, my school sleep schedule, because I was getting up at, like, you know, I don't know when you get up, crack of dawn, like, 5.30, that was about when I was getting up as well um, for a while there. And it's just, like, you know, when you're a teenager, it's easier to go to sleep after 12 o'clock, like, psychologically, biologically, whatever, it's, it is easier to go to sleep after the turning of the day. And when you have to get up at, like, 5 or 6 in the morning, that's not a lot of time. And then you have like 
classes from then on out. And it's, yeah. So I, it's just been very freeing to be able to do what I want with my time. And because I know the way I learn as well to be able to like, you know, yeah. no, I will take an off day, but next tomorrow, then I'll just get through this entire packet. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a very good system. Yeah. Speaking of general teenager things, um, we've talked a little bit before, I think, about teenagers doing stupid stuff. Um, oh gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about us doing stupid stuff, uh, even though we're, you know, 60-year-olds. Uh, I think it's just, like, a general thing. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's very ingrained in teenagers to be really stupid. <laughs> It might in be. Some ways, I mean, get them to learn because, you know, you have to do. To be able to learn, the best way to learn is to make mistakes. And so if our brains aren't fully wired to make the best decisions, we're going to make stupid right. mistakes and then we're going to learn from them. Hopefully we're paying enough attention to what we do to learn from them. But, you know, right. it's the goal. The yeah. goal is to learn. And so I think yeah. what mainly teenage years your teenage years are about is learning and so Mm -hmm. about yourself and about habits and yeah yeah and I think kind of going back to the school system I think it doesn't allow us to learn how we should be learning because Mm -hmm. I mean we've all had those like we get home from school and we're so drained mentally that we literally cannot do anything else but like lay around and do nothing for sure yeah yeah it, it does limit instead of expand possibilities as far as learning and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just really interesting. I went to, uh, I was just telling Kyler, I went to a panel on uh, teenagers' uh, psychology and uh, brains, like the chemical stuff that goes into teenager brains. Um, and they were talking about how a lot of people perceive teenagers as like underdeveloped adult brains or like um, child brains that are still learning, but the, it is a really a different psychological stage. And there's things that happen in our brain that make us do stupid stuff. Like there's a lot of um, neurobiological stuff that like pathways that we went, like going to sleep at the same time and brushing your teeth and like regular habitual stuff are like unconnecting and reconnecting to make sure that everything that you've learned is useful and that you want to keep it and your adulthood and it just means that you're forgetting like a lot of things that you might have previously known like don't touch that pan it's really hot or you know just it's part of why I think teenagers do stupid things (laughs) without Mm -hmm. seeming to think right yeah definitely and I think it's unfair that we like you know we judge teenagers based off of that like and we don't judge teenagers based off of the fact that their brain isn't developed the way we, like, we perceive them as adults more than they probably are. And there's this idea that you have to be mature, that you have to act like an adult when you're a teenager. And I don't think that that's necessarily good for teenagers or for adults, because teenagers will never be able to live up to that expectation. Which, oh, for sure, I mean, yeah. going back to the mental health thing just brings their mental health down and their expectations and their self-esteem of themselves down because they're not they're being held up to standards which are not always they're not capable of meeting because of their brain and how yeah. their brain is functioning. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I think it's um a lot of 
the common saying among like high school teachers is like, are we back in third grade or whatever? And it's like, yeah, mentally, like that part of their brain is probably going burr right now. Like there's nothing you can do about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you kind of have to understand that teenagers aren't like, they're not just goofing off adults. Like they are literally going through psychological stuff that you just don't understand. And that's, that yeah and I think the other thing is is like we don't notice when we go through these changes all the time so that's why it's hard to not hold them up to the standard because like you don't remember going through that like you can't be like you know my brain was changing in this way at this time so and nobody's brain is changing at the same rate so it's very hard to keep people like people we like to keep people in a bubble of like you know stereotypes to make it easier for us to comprehend what that person is like Mm -hmm. and so it makes it very difficult yeah do you want to talk about that a little bit like just like the concept of especially with being in public school and everything the idea that you're fine you know and that's okay um but also maybe fine for 12 years isn't great (laughs) yeah well, I mean, I guess as a society, we we don't like the idea of somebody being not fine. We assume that everyone should be fine or better than fine. And so we don't always tell people when we're having a bad day. And so fine has become, like, fine has come to mean bad, great, and it's just kind of this, or just, I mean, I'm surviving. I'm not great. Mm. I'm not bad. And so we assume that, like, if you're not great, you're not bad. You're just, it's fine to be, I mean, (laughs) it's okay to be there. Like, you know, if you're not doing great, you're not doing bad, there's no problem with that. And so people go through life assuming that there's not necessarily anything better out there. And, like, you can't be in a better position than fine. Because I don't know how we set it up so that, like, fine is an okay place to be at. When in reality, like, I mean, if you're just kind of mediocre for a week, okay, good. You know, at least you're not bad. But if years go by where you're just, you know, at that midpoint, I think Mm -hmm. then there is something to be concerned about. Because, you know, we should be striving to be better than that, like... We should always be trying to be better than where we were before and who we were before. And so I think that, you know, we want to be better than fine. And, Mm. you know, it's okay to have bad days. But over time, I think we should all strive to be better than fine. And so this idea that we always respond with, oh, how are you? I'm fine. Right. Yeah. It just kind of sets up this bad expectation and idea in our heads yeah no I totally agree I think um especially with what we were just talking about with um the education system like I think that enforces that a lot um Mm -hmm. I was following this page for a while that was uh basically talking about problems anonymously that people had with the LWSD uh public education system and a lot of them had to do with like 
mental health stuff and going to counselors and not having confidentiality agreements, like, stayed to and a whole bunch of stuff. But one of them that really stuck with me was, like, this person that had gone to a counselor and was saying, like, hey, I feel really awful. Um, And then the counselor said, hey, your grades are fine, so you're fine, right? And I think that that idea of, like, you know, if everything you're outputting is good, then you're fine, and fine is all you need, right? Like, that's all you need should have support for, and that's the basis of, like, if you're fine, then I'm not going to help you. Um, Kind of sucks. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree with that, like, that idea that you're you're just surviving and that's okay and that you should always be just surviving and you can't say that you're not you can't say you're fine but you're not really fine sorry uh but yeah just like the limited amount that you're able to say about how you're doing is weird it is very weird Hey folks, you're nearing the end of the podcast. This is a reminder that this month's book is Her Royal Highness by Rachel Hawkins. You know the drill, read along this month to know what we're talking about. You can contact us via email at theteensagepodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at teens underscore aged. Thanks for listening in. This has been the Teens Age Podcast with Alex and Kyler.